Good day, good day, good day. This is another exciting and caffeinated episode of Coffee and Conversations. I am Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, how's it going? Um, I'm on my third cup of coffee for the morning and it's only 10.30. That is beautiful. Uh, I am on my, actually I'm on my second cup today. Are you? So normally I only have one uh, and I've already had two. And today is, is a good day because yes, we're both using our Coffee Conversations. Coffee mugs. Mugs. Wow. So it's, uh, it's quite good. Do you have anything uh, uh, special in your coffee? Just, no, I just, just do it black. Just black? Do you? Um, normally I do, but unfortunately there was only decaf <laughs> at, the, uh, <laughs> at the, the the watering hole over here at the, at the office. So, yeah. so I was like, well, this needs a little something special. So I put some uh, vanilla, French vanilla, creamer, whatever. Oh, that's good. So, Are you into pumpkin coffee? Pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> I know. Now that it's post Labor Day, it's yeah. like officially fall season. Pumpkin season. Pumpkin spice. Um, I have done it before. Yeah. I can a do while. a little. I think bit. in college it was kind of. I mean, it's still the craze. You know, pumpkin spice. You know, everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in college, I think I was a little more into it. Now it's kind of like well. After a while, it's just like I can't do one more pumpkin thing. What is your? <laughs> if if you had to choose one, what's your favorite pumpkin thing? We had these little pumpkin cake balls. Yeah. Yesterday, did you see those on the table? Oh, they were like I, I heard you pumpkin. ate like... I think I ate half the box. <laughs> they were just the best. It was like spice cake. That was kind of real moist. That was like was, a cake ball. Oh my God, yeah. But it was it, just like... It was little, phenomenal. little pumpkin, pumpkin pie shot, basically. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. I think there's two That's more awesome. out there. Yeah, pumpkin rolls. My, my brother Dylan, my middle brother, he... Uh, he got into a thing for a couple of years where he would just make pumpkin rolls. I uh, just he would just really make a, a bunch of them, and he would fill them with a lot of filling and everything. So he would take over my mom's kitchen. So she was oh, very, wow. very grateful. But he would uh, he would sell them to like family members, and and then I was in the seminary at the time, so uh, he he, uh, he, he <laughs> utilized my connections. So <laughs> so I, I I after after Thanksgiving I would take like you know three trays of pumpkin rolls <laughs> and sell them in up, the... up to the seminary. That's good. So, yeah, it's fall, but we're still we're still kind of ending summer though. There's That's for there's sure. there's still some nice days. It's a little cool today, but so I came across something. Speaking of summer and kind of fun things, I came well. It's kind of came across something sad. Did you ever? Oh, no. Did you ever? Oh, you going to you've been to Cedar Point? I have. You, what's your What's your favorite ride at Cedar Point? Um, the one that's like the. Ski lift that comes up and oh, over the, the top of the park. <laughs> the the sky, the sky rail where, thing, uh-huh, or yeah. the, the little, <laughs> the the really slow one that the just really, really gentle, just uh-huh. kind of goes up, looks out over. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fun. That, that's your favorite ride. Yeah, that's that's about it. How about yours? Wow. Well, I'm I'm a bit of a roller coaster guy. So when I, really? was, when I was younger, in um, grade school. High school, whichever. I was pretty. I was probably borderline obsessed with uh, roller coasters, and so Top Thrill Dragster at Cedar Point was so on the opposite end of the of the, uh, of the, the ski chair uh-huh. uh, kind of lift. Uh, Top Thrill Dragster was was my favorite. So it's how like, old are you when that came out? Well, so well, or was it already out? Breaking news! When you were born. It's, unfortunately, <laughs> it's going to be destroyed. Um, well, they said of, reimagined. I think it's well. It could be. So hopefully that means they're they're, they're going to change it into something else. But long story short, if you heard, there's been safety issues with it, so they have to they're decommissioning it. But so, but I, I say that only because there was an article that said it was 19 years old. So next oh, year, next okay. year it would be 20 years old. 
Because so there was two, a lot so, of stress on that so ride. 2003. Um, so I was definitely, I was definitely able to ride it. I remember when it was in the paper and stuff. So I was, I was definitely cognizant. Yeah. <laughs> so the the safety issue, I think, is certainly there's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts to any roller coaster, but the propulsion system that it uses is like off of an aircraft carrier, actually. Oh, jeez. So yeah, it's like a pulley system. So because you, because oh, okay. whenever you before you went, you'd see this, you'd see this line kind of coming back and it would come back and back and back go under the ride kind of clip in and then that's what between that and magnets that's what kind of sends you forward because you're moving this huge thing 120 miles an hour and it's like put in a second or two or some incredible short uh, amount of yeah time. a good a good a good bit. i mean the whole ride's only like 20 seconds wow. so and you go up 400 some feet it's phenomenal ah <clears throat> amazing there's nothing there's 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 nothing really like it uh, unless you drag race, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah. So that was my that was my favorite. Millennium Force. I mean, I I like all of them. I like the upside down ones. I like the fast ones. I like the slow ones. I like the. Wow. You know, it's just it's it's. <clears throat> I was thinking about it. Like why? Well, certainly it's it's adventure, right? And I think there's not every human being has an equal desire for adventure, but because mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of people who don't like roller coasters, but desire for adventure, excitement. I mean, you're also kind of moving in ways that like you don't normally move. <laughs> you're, Indeed. You're not normally falling <laughs> and flipping over normally. and <laughs> But yeah, roller coasters. They're they're good. Did you ever have a bad experience on a roller coaster? Or? No. Well, we did this wooden one in uh, Conneaut Lake Park in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And it would just like everything would be rickety. Right. Kind of slam me from one side to another, but yeah, the, the just, wooden ones in the for sure. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of like speedy spinning. <laughs> Life is a roller coaster enough for you, yeah, indeed, if, if, if you will. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's good. Uh, we wanted to use that image, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of work smarter and not harder uh, this week. So I I, I actually used this uh, in a preaching for our first well my first school mass uh, this year. So with the with the kids, so. I tied it into the gospel, which was about um, Jesus talking about the Beatitudes. So, uh, blessed are the blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, you know, blessed are the humble. And that that's uh, kind of a, a good way to live. So, I tied it in in this in this sense. So, on a roller coaster, so obviously the roller coaster itself is fun. Um, the the lift hill itself can be uh, kind of nerve wracking. But you know, the reality is is that every roller coaster comes to an end, mm-hmm. right? You eventually, are, you pull into the station, or I, you know, I asked like about uh, the the carnival. You know, if any if any of them came to the uh, the, the St. Gabriel's festival, and even like carnival rides, you know, they they're fun, but they come to an end. And we can have that a sense of kind of sadness, you know, like oh, it's over, you know. But also on the other side, a desire or a hunger to ride it again. You know, it's a you know, it's a kind of continue to be filled up, you know, by that experience. And people come from all over the world, obviously, you know, to go to Cedar Point and to have these kinds of experiences. And I kind of pointed out that that desire uh, is is good, that desire for fulfillment, for, for more, uh, for excitement. But it also points to the fact that there's nearly nothing in the world that can fulfill that that longing completely. That uh, for as good as worldly things are, for as good as a roller coaster is, it's always going to leave us lack. It's going to fill us up to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but it's it's never going to fill us completely. And so, hence, like speaking to them, um, kind of the truth that you know it's really ultimately God that's going to fill us up. You know, that it's not this year. And like, I mean, 
getting certain grades isn't going to fill us up. Playing certain sports isn't going to fill us up. Having certain friendships or relationships uh, isn't going to fill us up. Uh, you know, any, any, any host of things. Uh, food, drink, entertainment, kind of all these things. They're good, but, but they come to an end. They have an expiration date kind of, at, kind of at some point. I like that. Um, I, I like the fact, too, that roller co- it's a out and back ride. You know, like you start and you stop at the same place. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think baptisms like that or the baptismal fonts like that. You know, we start at the baptismal font as an infant or somewhere our faith journey starts. And after we die and we have the funeral mass, we're right back to the beginning hmm. of the funeral yeah. mass at the baptismal font. Yeah. You know, that we go through all these experiences but it's like you said, it's God that's the constant, and it's God that's the destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of hills and valleys in between. So. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about roller coasters for a little bit today, kind of see where, kind of, kind of, kind of see where that goes. What's your favorite part of the roller coaster, like of the journey? Not so sure. Much I, I like, car. I like the, I like the drop. The, uh, Do you really? <laughs> the, the first, the first drop, especially like at the beginning of the day, like because. Eventually, as you ride kind of throughout the day, the sensation kind of goes away a little bit. Yeah, see, um, that for me. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like the, the click, 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 mm-hmm. click, and then it stops clicking. <laughs> You're ever, good with that? Ever, ever get stuck? No. Oh, yeah. Have you? But yeah, but like when you hear the last click, and it's, yeah. like, it's like, yeah. No, it's great. I love, I love looking over, and I love being in the front seat. I mean, what, obviously, when I was... First, starting to ride roller coasters, I didn't like the front seat, but yeah, you get to see everything. You get all the wind in your face. It's, is there a difference between the front seat and the back seat? Like, is like yeah. Is it so like the front seat, you get to see everything. The whip. Yeah. <laughs> so depending on the ride you ride, the back seat is kind of notoriously the uh, kind of the the caboose of chaos, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, it kind of whips you around a little bit, especially on the the wooden rides. But. I haven't like traveled to like any other amusement park, so pretty much Cedar Point and Geauga Lake, or, mm-hmm. and or Six Flags. Yeah. When it was when it was that. Have you been to Kings Island? No. Uh, actually, uh, yes, I have been to that. Okay. I have, I have been there. Oh, so all Ohio amusement parks. If you're listening from outside of Ohio. Cool. But um, but yeah, you know, it's just going back this 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 desire. I think so. Relating it back to to the to the gospel. So, uh, Jesus, because. The Beatitudes are kind of hard to understand, right? Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, like, what, is, what does it really mean for Jesus to be to be kind of saying these things? Like, what is it? You know, he says, "Blessed are the poor," right? And you know, does he mean like, well, you shouldn't own anything? You know, that we that we should be poor in that way. And I don't think that he's exactly meaning that. I think he's he's meaning kind of in the sense of. What are you looking to fill up your life? Mm-hmm. You know, are you looking to the world, uh, or are you are you looking to me to, to to fill up your life? Yeah, and I think that's really important. That, um, and I think it takes us a while to figure out what we want to put our energy into and what the payback is, because you hear like all these people that have put so much energy into their career mm-hmm. or into some specific thing, and when that thing stops, then they're empty. Yeah, and you then know, like, well, well, what now? Yeah. Right. And I think that's the second part of the beatitude is, all right, well, if you right. got everything now. Right. Woe, woe to you who are rich, because mm-hmm. you've already see, received your 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 reward, basically. Mm-hmm. If this is all you're aiming at, well, then that's all you're going to get. Yeah. You know? Um, but to say that 
if if we put God first, it doesn't mean we can't enjoy those things. It just means we put those things in the context of, okay, this thing is really good and awesome and amazing, but I'm actually going to put my happiness in the God who gave me this amazing, awesome, and cool thing. So whether I have that thing or not, you know, my, my happiness is, is still still founded on, on, on something. And I was thinking about that, the image of um, the roller coaster going out and back, that as a grandparent, you know, you start looking at things differently. Mm-hmm. And even just as a, an older guy, mm-hmm. um, what are the things that have lasted in my life and what are the things that continue? Mm-hmm. And it's usually the God things that carry us through. Mm-hmm. Um, or being a grandpa, just having, like my granddaughter made this little sign. She printed all in capital letters, um, you're the best papa in the world. Oh, yeah. So I, I asked my wife, I said, how'd she do that? She goes, well, I told her each letter to make. Well, that's that right there, you know, it helps us to know sure. there's more to life than how many toys you have or how mm-hmm. big of a house you have. Right, um, right, yeah. It's like, what difference are you making in somebody's life? Yeah, can you love, right? And ultimately, if we're, I think that's, if we're focused on simply filling our lives, we can't love as well. Because... Correct. Mm-hmm. Right, in the sense of, because because you're focused on filling your life, <laughs> you're fo- like that's what you're spending your time doing, right? And and I think I I speak this to myself. I suppose I'm speaking to my this to myself first. Like, I mean, we can always be there. There's always the temptation to live for yourself in, in a lot of ways, and we reflect on that, not with judgment, but just curiosity, um, to kind of look at our story. Here comes the mowers. It's yeah. great. Yeah, I saw Deacon Bob <laughs> smile. I was like, why is he smiling? Oh, right. The lawnmowers so, are good. It's all right. Well, and I think that's... We'll, we'll carry through. Jesus' point of if you try to save your life or hold on to your life, you lose it. But mm-hmm. if you lay down your life, as Jesus did, for others and out of love, then that's when you find mm-hmm. eternal life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not the inward-looking person, but the, the outward-looking right. person mm-hmm. that, uh, that knows what uh, life is about. Yep. everybody so we we did take uh, a brief commercial pause to let uh scott shower uh, mow the grass right in front of us so the mower is no is no longer uh no longer here we were able to gather our thoughts too mm-hmm. and so, to continue on the, the conversation so not to say that the mower might not come back but Indeed. i think we're safe well the weed eater will come back that's but true yeah that'll, that'll be that'll be later so so scott if you're listening to this thank you for your good work absolutely it's uh, we, beautiful uh, the, the the lines in the grass look great uh, for sure as the sun shines off of them uh-huh. but uh, but we had to take a pause so <laughs> um yeah so one other thing i brought up in the homily was so if we don't look to the world right we look to god uh, to bring us uh, stability peace uh, happiness we ultimately we direct ourselves uh, towards him so one of the ways we do that, and at Mass, obviously, it was appropriate that uh, we celebrate the Eucharist. We celebrate uh, the gift uh, of Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity uh, poured out for us. So we believe as Catholics at Mass, when, um, when the community gathers, the priest prays over the bread and the wine, that they become the real presence uh, of God. Mm-hmm. And that we receive God so that we can uh, take God back out into uh, back out into the world. So... And this is uh, super important. I know we did a podcast on the Eucharist um, a couple weeks ago, 
uh, that the Eucharist is the source and the summit of our lives. So this is kind of just another way of talking about it, right? Yeah, because you start at the beginning of the roller coaster and you end and back you... up at the same place you started. Right. And hopefully the Eucharist is like that throughout our day mm-hmm. or throughout the week. You know, we start with the Eucharist and Jesus promises to be with us in all the ups and downs and twisties and turns. And we come back to the Eucharist bringing that entire experience of the week or of the day um, and offering that back up to God. Right. Yeah, and I think maybe the challenge for us in that uh, as Catholics, as people uh, of the Eucharist, is to really reflect on, well, how has the Eucharist made a difference you know, in my life? Um, I mean, if we can really ask two questions of ourselves, you know, what is it and why does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, that could be really important. And I think the why, why does it matter could be related to, you know, how has celebrating the Eucharist, you know, made a difference in my life, receiving God, you know, in this way, inviting God into my life in this way. How, how, how has that made a difference over the years, the decades, you know, that, that we've been entering into that? Well, I thought your insights were really good when we were planning our staff retreat on the Eucharist. Um, you had four points, and all I can remember right now was the first two, which was encounter and conversion. Mm-hmm. That when we encounter Jesus, if we're truly trying to encounter Jesus or letting Jesus into our heart, there's going to be some kind of conversion or some kind of change in our heart. Right. And then hopefully it leads us to discipleship. And there was one other thing. Mission. Mission. Yeah. Um, Mission would be um, the activity of disciples, that the disciples would go out into the world. Right. mm -hmm. So encounter. There he is. He's back. He's back. (laughs) Cleaning off the grass. So that's that's good. Style points. Uh Um, Yeah. So encounter, uh, conversion, discipleship, mission. It's kind of the flow um, of the Christian life, really. But really, it's the Eucharist helps to affect, you know, kind of all of that. You know, Jesus helps to affect, you know, all of that. So, when I asked you what was your favorite part of the roller coaster, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking at first about the hills and the valleys and those kind of things. But for me, the best part of the roller coaster would be that that bar that comes down and holds you in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, that's the true. one that keeps you, like, solidly in the arms of this little car. And my, for me, that would be the image of Jesus. That yeah. although we're going through all this crazy stuff, mm-hmm. that Jesus still has me and holds on to me. And even right. if we're upside down, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Yeah. Not going to be not. It's still going to be scary. It's still going to be fast and for all sure. those things. But. And the Holy Spirit would be the your friend and sitting next to you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think there there is a there is a, a picture online. Maybe I can I can find it and send uh, put it on the show notes. Okay. You know, it's like you know someone who's calm or someone who's like super excited and someone who's freaking out. You know, and it's like the person who's freaking out in picture of me. You know, and then you know the person who's like super excited and just like ah. You know, is, is the Holy Spirit, so... Oh, that yeah. <laughs> taking, taking you for a ride <laughs> through life. <laughs> and I love that line about when Jesus goes out into the wilderness, led by the Spirit into right. the wilderness. Right. It's like, oh no, what are we getting into today? <laughs> Indeed, so. yeah. So, are we are we submitting to the to, to the journey, to the ride, right? Even if it's going to be, no matter no matter what uh, that's going to look like, there's going to be hills and valleys, but... And are we, are we bringing God along with us, right? Well, and I think when you step off the platform and into the car of the uh, mm-hmm. of the ride, you pretty much surrender all your control. Yeah. You know, and it's like that with faith is when you say yes to Jesus or even when Mary says yes 
to God about being the mother of Jesus. Um, she surrenders like everything. She just trusts God will get her to where she's got to be. Mm-hmm. Was it easy? Absolutely not. Yeah. Was it worth the journey? Absolutely. Yeah. Which is providential because uh, you you bring her up because oh, today yeah. is uh, the birth of the birth of Mary. So we celebrate yeah. that on September eighth. That, that feast in the church. So oh, that's great. Well. Well, that being said, maybe we'll, uh, as we end in prayer today, we can end with uh, a Hail Mary. That sounds really good. Certainly offering our, our lives to, to Jesus uh, through her. But certainly as, as one who is an example of, she put her all of her trust in God, right? That mm-hmm. she didn't look to the world. She went through a lot of things, right? She had, there was definitely a roller coaster of, of, yeah. of, of events uh, of her life and the life of the Holy Family. But she always looked to God for the source of her uh, her peace, fulfillment, and, and joy. So so we can end with the Hail Mary. Sounds good. Right, let's pray. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. By the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody, enjoy the day. Maybe you get one more Cedar Point trip in uh, before the end of the before the end of the year, and enjoy the ride. And enjoy the ride, knowing that Jesus has you safely and wherever you're at. God bless. Mm-hmm.